five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by the possessed Omni at Omni Strife <laughs> and Sir Dr. Jam Jordan, host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Yeah, we were just discussing. So I have this, we, we alluded to this in the past, but I have this NVIDIA broadcast thing that allows me to just hide my room and I'm like singing in black void. And uh, Jordan is like, do you know you have the eye thing? I'm like, what? I think. Oh my goodness. And then I turn it on. It's it's horrifying. It it gives him presence when he's not present. Yeah, it, it like effectively makes you look at the camera when you're not and it, the scary part about it it looks really genuine. Like imagine being in a call and then seeing this like even 4 years ago, 5 years ago, it'd be like what the Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know. Four or five years ago, we wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even think to presume that the person wasn't looking straight into. The no, camera. I mean yourself. You're seeing yourself, right, when you're talking. Oh. That's the freaky part. Not for Jordan. For me, I'm like looking at myself, and suddenly my eyes move. Not where Your eyes are not looking where you're looking. It's so strange. You got to try this. <laughs> if you have Nvidia, like a, a graphics card, you can download Nvidia Broadcast and do that. It's freaky as hell. Yeah. Um, thanks for the probably, show like that's all we have to talk about right bye-bye yeah exactly you could probably sense from the get-go <laughs> that we don't have a whole lot to get into this week because the overwatch league is currently in like we're not going to say squat mode um nothing's really going on with either the titans or the defiant um beyond you know activations and such uh but uh we will get into the state of uh overwatch and, and what patch. have you in uh in the uh, in the fray but uh because i suggested that this would be a short episode uh to hold myself true to that pledge it is time to start pushing the payload moving the payload join me yeah i mean i I said it already the vancouver titans exist and the toronto defined exist they have activations going on so like toronto is uh uh, going to be holding a, a community focused event uh the fan appreciation uh weekend it'll be uh approaching uh, where they give away all sorts of goodies uh, through their their sponsors and what have you. Uh, the Vancouver Titans don't do it up like Toronto does. Um, they are getting better. We'll give them credit that they are starting to engage the community and, and the like. And if you want to learn more about all that is happening, the Defiant and Titans discords respectively have uh, all of the, the details. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Right now, the teams are probably scrimming on the new patch, um, figuring out if they have a future on the on the new patch, which it sounds like Sombra's dead. Does Thank it? God. Which, yeah, I mean, there's been an, a couple of different iterations that have come out through like Albert Yeah and that, but mm. it sounds like Sombra's done. So I haven't been on the the whatever that platform's called these days much, yeah. so I hadn't seen that. Yeah. But uh, that's exciting. Shift in the meta. Right. And I think that shift helps both the Defiant and the Titans, but then not all of the new potential, you know, we don't know meta. the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's some questions to be, to be answered they, there and uh, we'll, we'll know more after yeah, the first weekend. They really. do, do seem to enjoy Flashpoint, which is nice to hear. Ah, yeah. that is good. Well, you know, on that note, 
Let's take a very, 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 very long break and dive into the fray. I use Flashpoint as the segue because I'm curious, before I share my thoughts on Flashpoint, what are the thoughts of the two of you? Uh, you want to start or I should do it? I can, Did you I play can Flashpoint? Oh, yeah, go I, ahead. I have played a little bit of Flashpoint, not as much as I uh, should have, probably. Um, I was My initial concern was it was basically going to be 2CP with 5CPs, 5Ps, I guess five points to capture. Um, it seems like because of the nature of the maps, that's not the case, but I do wonder if as people start to understand sort of the optimal routes, a lot of the map kind of becomes a little redundant and it's wasted space. These, and don't get me wrong. These maps are absolutely stunning. They're beautiful, very well designed and, you know, super cool to just kind of explore. I went into both of them on, uh, just a custom game mode just so I could fly around and look at them. Um, and they're very, very cool that way, but it does seem a little bit like we're going to get to a point where, especially at the pro level, there's an optimal path to go from point A to point B, point A to point C, point A to point, you know, each point and then, you know, the opposite direction. And you'll have these clashes, um, and you'll probably have some back caps, especially because it's, you know, so such a new mode. But uh, I do wonder how quickly it's gonna gonna get a little bit old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played uh, a few maps. I liked it. I think there's some situations in there that like do not happen in any other game mode, which which are kind of cool. I'll get to that. But before that, I <laughs> it was funny to me. Like for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe the nature of like three out of five points. I thought they would behave like checkpoints. You go in, you you battle you it out, it and, and then you, you capture it and you move on. But then I'm like, oh no, it's actually like King of the Hill, like mini King of the Hill <laughs> maps in one. Then you need to like go up to a hundred, and then there's like, a few battles that ensue, and you get a shot at, at taking it back, which I liked. It makes it feel a little bit more epic. It's like like something is going down. There's like you can you you know in your in your brain canon imagine if you're into the lore and stuff it feels like an actual mission going down and uh, you're trying to capture a, a map or so like dominance over some area which is cool and mm-hmm. another thing that I really enjoyed stemming from that first of all the maps are beautiful and and each point does feel unique it's not like just a bunch of corridors connected to points and not, not mm-hmm. like uh, not trying to call any other games <coughs> Valorant but their design is like very meh and while in overwatch i really enjoyed the fact that every different uh point feels extremely different and and uh yeah every different every different point feels very different that's that's a great comment but i have back to the point i was making that uh it seems like pros are also like figuring out that they need to actually like switch different comps depending on where they're going which is which sounds really exciting and the last thing i really enjoyed that about playing this flashpoint mode is that the point i was trying to make before or like alluding to before that's something that never happened before 
where you and your team are going to like another point, like let's say you just fought at point C and you see the other team not going like from the opposite direction, but they're like <laughs> running in parallel or at an angle. And it's so cool. You're yeah, like, oh my goodness, like, here hey, they are. Should we just go to the point? Should we try yeah. to circumvent their path? Do we engage? Yeah, yeah you're like, it's, it's, it's awesome. And it may, it, you know, like after you play a game for six years, there's there's a very few moments where you're like, oh, this, this is, is absolutely new, new. This is a new uh, yeah. gut reaction, or like a, my, my my you know in Overwatch, once you've played so so many times, you're like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, and there you're like, this is entirely novel. What's going down right now? I'm not like uncharted territory, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I I quite like the mode for what you just described. Like if you think of everything mm-hmm. that we've had on Overwatch, uh, it's opposing directions. Uh, team is either attacking or team is either defending. And for those who are to say, well, King of the Hill is just like this. You're right. But everyone's coming from essentially the same all the point, time. Yeah. Right. All the time. And in flashpoint, while there is still a spawn point, when that transition occurs from, you know, point one to point two, you have a far different dynamic in how you approach. It's not like, okay, reset, let's take our time. We're going to come out of spawn. We're going to prepare to attack. No, the attack is like right now you got to go. And I have had matches where my team has elected to go and play a little call of overwatch. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got a Sombra, a soldier, a tracer or whomever who got over their lickety split Mm -hmm. capturing that point. And by the time we, Oh, Hey, look, we won that team fight. They've gotten themselves like 60, 70% capture because it's a much faster capture rate too and oh wait we take it we now have to hold it and they're all resetting coming from spawn like you know these decisions have to be made in in a much faster uh sequence i do wonder to what jordan had said you know will this get stale i don't know like it i, I like it mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be more like hard point where you had to knock someone off the point to reset yeah. and it was like you know first to 100 whereas this one you need three captures to win and i had one that was three two and i honestly believe we won but had to go 99 and 99 mm-hmm. nearly every time oh, really? that map lasted for <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah that was the, the one thing that i found and i mean i it honestly it could come down to balance because it's always a constant a constant argument within the game but every match i've had has been pretty one-sided and i mean I've only been on the the winning end of that, so maybe I'm to blame for that. But um, you <laughs> You're know, just too good for the game. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm going to be a uh, top 500, but only on uh, on flashpoint maps. So, yeah, I had a few that were rolls and a few that were tight. Uh, I did have like almost. Can you call it a reverse sweep? Yeah, I guess you can. Mm. Where we're down 0-2, and then we ended up winning, which was a lot of fun. I also really enjoyed how. When you capture a point, you you, you hear Athena, the you know the the mm-hmm. player announcer. She's like, "Oh, mark it!" Or like she tells where to go. It, it makes it feel like a bit more exciting. It's like a whole race going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it plays well though. I didn't encounter any like issues or bugs. It's yeah, it's enjoyable. What yeah. are you talking about? I encountered so many bugs. Do you know that there's a spot where you can try to jump down on the level below, and when you hit it, you bounce. Uh. Did you uh, make uh, an upset uh, review on Steam too? I did not, which we'll get to. (laughs) We'll get to in a bit. Um, 
Alari, thoughts on the new hero? I haven't had a chance to play her because I'm not buying the battle pass, so I'll get her eventually. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, my first encounter was like the lo- no limits that everybody gets to, a oh, chance yeah. to play. Just five people don't have her. Yeah, and everybody is Alari, and once those <laughs> uh, you know healing points are there. Nobody it, dies. Nobody <laughs> dies. But it's it's a lot of fun. I feel like her ultimate is a little bit too strong. Uh, she does a ton of damage. I, I like well, it. That, I was going to say, I, I don't mind the ultimate being too strong, but the primary, oh, like, yeah. she can she can almost two-tap it, it, players. She feels like an Unreal Tournament, you know, uh, rig on uh, even more so than, than Sojourn is, because you can, like, blim, <laughs> blim. It, she's a lot of fun to play. I guess it's, it's just down to the numbers. I also like that she's very easy to just pick up and play. It's not like, a, I don't know, a, a life weaver situation where like, what <laughs> what the hell does this kid do? Um, but yeah, it makes sense. But maybe maybe the ult is a little bit complicated to understand when, you know, the damage you need to put under. But like the, the, the basic kit is very easy to follow. You just, you know, mm-hmm. right click to, to heal with a big Zarya beam and uh, you, you do that uh, railgun. And then uh, obviously her healing station which is really nice and you can place it anywhere almost which is kind of cool the the heal station creates some serious bunker situations like you know the number of times uh on like a you know king of the hill map control map uh you have an orissa setting up shop with a you know healing turret keeping her alive forever Mm -hmm. um is is nuts and then there's often a bap I was going to say Larry Bap, yeah, is it? Mm-hmm. Right. The everlasting um, combo. Oh, and her, the, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, the alt, and sort of going back to why I don't feel, I mean, it is definitely OP. Like, you think about it, you get hit with a essentially the sun, and <laughs> unless you're a tank, <laughs> you're yeah. dead on impact, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you're, if you're not dead on impact, and you're within the radius, which I actually haven't figured out, do you get to see the radius of impact? I think you do, because I remember, like, the car queue video where you distinctly can see it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I haven't paid close enough attention to know if that that's the case, but it just feels to me that when I get hit by it, I don't know. Oh, it's the sure enemy. I'm sure. not sure. Yeah. It's the enemy. I don't know. And, mm. and so the only thing that I can guarantee not getting hit by the sort of solar blast or whatever it is called is to have a direct line of sight between kind of yeah. like a diva yeah. bomb. Now it slows and does a little bit of damage, but if you get like one a body shot yeah. from a fully charged widow or any type of as it's called significant like damage, a monkey yeah. jumps on you, you explode. You're done. It, it it is quite. It feels like a a progressive diva alt. Yeah, and it's I, and it has chain reaction where if you explode next to a, a buddy of yours who's also tagged, he's exploding yeah, as splash well. Damage. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that that's where we're no, we're, not just not just splash damage, but there's splash damage, and then his son explodes too. Yeah, it trigger. It's it's like a yeah, series it's of bombs. splash to splash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and her I, movement ability is also pretty nice. Well, the boop you, is you pretty strong. Adult, you you pop her alt, you fly her, you boop, yeah. you alt, you fly around. It's crazy, yeah. I mean, it's like how many different heroes mixed into one? Yeah, it's very echo, but also a little mercy, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, I I think the the ult is where it really kind of takes her to the next level, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the pros can do with her, because I mean, at at my level, again, I mean, I know I carry my teams in those other matches, but. <laughs> 
at my level, you know, someone pops the ult, it's just chaos. There's stuff happening. Yeah, people get damaged. Yeah, the explosion happens. And, you know, it may chain react and everything like that. But it's not a coordinated effort. Whereas what we're going to see when we see it in the hands of the pros is if they can pull off the ult, it's going to be, a, you know, a fight winning move, right? Um, the other side of that, though, is that there is, you know, a little bit of vulnerability on her end because she is very out in the open and she does, you know, suddenly basically take off um, and becomes kind of a sitting duck to to fire that off. So yeah, there's kind of a give and a take. Sitting duck. But- is not enough for Sombra to stay in rotation. No, yeah. Like, that's a good point. Like, that's a good point. You know, Som- Sombra sort of kept Sig in check, mm-hmm. but the amount of the damage that she can dish, yeah. you're you're not getting the value you probably would want full time out of Sombra for that. Yeah. Oh, I can make her vulnerable when need be. I, I, it's like she's 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 overtuned as any new hero will be. Except and it, you know, at some point the nerf is <laughs> nerf bats going to hit her and how hard mm-hmm. i mean look how hard they they've nerfed every support hero yeah they've released only to them oh we've done a little too much let's fix things i, I think she's in a good spot yeah. if they can get the damage tuned right yeah she's she, it feels strong i feel like she feels strong but not necessarily oppressive although she can be if if you're playing against someone who's skilled if you're playing against a team that has a bit of coordination then yes she can be but well, I'm, having her and BAP, you've got two additional there's DPS. There's a ton heroes. of survivability. Oh, yeah. And a ton of survivability. And they do a ton of healing as well, she yeah. and BAP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, talking a little bit about sort of the, the progressive meta, like of all iterations, mm-hmm. Alari BAP seems to be yeah. the root. And Liz Zen comes in, well, which introduces an entirely different damage dynamic. And, and I was going to say, I'm curious to see what people are using or will use to counter her as well because you think about an ana and her sleep dart is a good counter to the ult but her sleep dart is a good counter to almost every ult yeah and will her healing output you know equal ilari or or outpace it kind of thing yeah Um, so it's hard to say the only thing we also didn't mention about the ult is that you can cleanse it by like uh reaper wraith uh bubbles and things like that um, another point, Suzu. yeah, another point, I think that bubble over top, but probably uh, if you're quick, another thing that's pretty important is she's not a long range healer. Like a uh, BAP mm-hmm. can be, or an Anna can be she has that beam, which is not as, you know, lengthy for range, but that you, you, I don't think you would see her and I'm going to say like a Moira. Yeah. I mean, yes. Moira can throw the orb, Yeah, but you're going to see yeah. Alari with BAP. Sure. Maybe an Anna. Like I, I there was some thought she can that be Anna like um, in, in someone mix, who but... who sits next to and peels for the Anna or things like that. Things like yeah. that. protects her like a Zen would. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She well, she's actually, a f- you know, fun hero. She, I think yeah, replacing Brig. Yeah, be, before we Never even address <laughs> before we address like the balance and all the competitive integrity thing she's well designed i think she's really fun to play and i think she'll be very fun to spectate like the amount of uh cool plays plays you can do with her is pretty good the uh other things that we've seen in the patch uh the you know story mode Mm -hmm. i played the first king's row map because it was free Mm -hmm. Uh, the shareware (laughs) version the poor yeah, man, pretty much. The, the poor, yeah, the the poor man's invasion. Yeah, I invasion I light. I don't know what I was expecting. 
and maybe I had convinced myself it was was different, but it's essentially what we were used to from you know PVE archive of, missions, yeah, yeah, like archives, Overwatch. Like it's, I, it doesn't feel any different. I, it, I'm not trying to discount yeah. like how you know Kings Row and the areas and the transitions and Underworld. All that. I think, I think it's cold in there. Right, and I haven't I haven't bought the uh, the paid version. I'm going full shareware here, so I maybe that's why I'm missing out. <laughs> you got it out but of the cereal no, box. There's there's nothing that is telling me I should buy it. What um, and this is a just a, I mean related question, but what was your opinion on the new Junkenstein's Revenge thing? Uh, what whatever they called it, this past event. Past Halloween. Well, I, I like that event. Yeah. But see, I've been getting that for free. Junkenstein's right. Life, and, right. And no, and, and my point is I'm just making the comparison of that, which was free, to Underworld, which is free, because I know when the Junkenstein's whatever it was, Sombra as the Bride came out, I was I wasn't super into it. It was nice to have something that wasn't the same old Junkenstein again. Yeah. And it yeah. had some cool, you know, it was a new environment. It had some cool, yes. unique twists to it. It had some creepy bosses, different, yeah, different encounters, uh, different enemy types that we hadn't seen. And playing Underworld, I felt very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, obviously was a little more leaning towards the other stuff. And I actually played the first mission in the full invasion mode before playing Underworld. So when I did play Underworld, I was like, okay, I do see the difference between the two. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I was just curious, you know, if, if you felt it was on par with Junkenstein's whatever bride or, or not. Well, I, I would actually say it's on par, but and, again, and that's what I thought too, right? That yeah. if, if, if this is the taste mm-hmm. to convince me that it's worth the that purchase, you should buy the rest. See, and, and I don't I, feel like I'm missing out. And I do think that it's a... It is a taste of the full PVE invasion missions, but I do feel like at that effect, it's a, it's kind of a poor, it's a poor representation of what it is because it's a very much a watered down in every sense. Um, I think a, I mean, we haven't, I don't know if we want to talk about the full invasion missions right now, but it's missing. The two of you can, cause I can't. Fair enough. I feel like underworld is missing a few of the key components that made the invasion, uh, the actual invasion missions uh, compelling to me and make me actually want to go back and play them more than once. Whereas, you know, I played Bride of Junkenstein or whatever. And yeah, I played it multiple times for the challenges or whatever, for the rewards. But by the end, I'm like, I don't want to do this again. But hey, it's 15, 20 minutes in, out, and I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. Alex, how did you feel? Did you end up buying the battle pass? I know you talked last week, so you I I bought the story okay. missions, yeah. the in, invasion, and then I had enough to um, you know credits to buy the battle pass as well. I guess I got them also like a thousand from buying the in, in and I had like four hundred lying around on the account. Uh, I do agree with everything that you said on the um, underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the King's Row mission. It's nice to see King's Row in another like light. Uh, I felt it. It looked very nice, yeah. cinematic, and you know you get some commentating, but it's nothing new. Uh, yeah. Despite being new, it felt like oh, I know what's going down here. Like like what what I told before about like your your Overwatch gut knows how to react to all of this stuff. It's nothing 
uh, entirely amazing. It's it's fun. I play the two characters, maybe just a completionist in me to, to get the different skins and whatnot. I'll do it. I, I'm not feeling like that's something that I like worth the price of admission almost. I did play, uh, let me start talking about the paid thing. I like the presentation and that kind of also ties to the underworld mission where you get like the, the Winston's, you know, uh, uh, laptop and watch point Gibraltar where you can see like some different, uh, things that, that, uh, set the, set the stage. I enjoyed, you know, the, the, the difference is the missions are much bigger, right? You get much more variety. Well, not not a ton more variety, but you get to like to move about these uh, bigger maps, and there's these nice uh, cinematics that are kind of looking like they're in 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 engine like initially, but then they're like rendered to add a bunch of stuff on top. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but like it's kind of like a bittersweet experience for me uh, because of two reasons. First of all, we've seen most of the stuff already at BlizzCon when Overwatch 2 was announced, albeit it was very rough draft-looking things, but there was nothing there that I was like, oh, yeah, we we did see, like, XQC play through this. We saw how they started working on the cinematics, you know, with Lucio there playing with with, uh, Tracer. So it felt like, wow, we waited all this time to to finally play this, and it felt like, you know, they dropped a bunch of stuff from from the initial... uh, Reveal where where they promised like different uh, uh, um, you know different items and how enemies would react depending on where you shoot at them. All that stuff is kind of gone, so it makes it more it makes it closer to what we already seen in in missions like mm-hmm. Archive. So outside of the amazing like soundtrack and those cinematics in between the missions, it doesn't it didn't blow me away. Um, the other side of it is just before I, I finish is like this is happening story-wise and this is like the the lore head in me right after the intro of overwatch one like when winston you know he does that recall and then we see the cinematic uh to overwatch 2 that was announced and then we finally see reinhardt uh and the rest of the gang like meeting lucio for the first time really are we still there after almost a decade we're just seeing like the beginning of the story and it kind of like feels like something that needed to be there to begin with in overwatch one we know how everything transpired and how like suddenly this sequel came to be but it feels like oh this is something that feels integral and natural to the game uh it's just a, a shame that it comes so late and you know to so little fanfare of things that went away it's it's enjoyable but it's kind of not as enjoyable as it could have been is, is what I'm trying to get yeah. to. You know, I was actually going to say the point earlier about what we sort of thought we would see. We're not getting, and that's the thing. I think that's what I had in my mind that we would see an iteration of that. Maybe future story missions yeah. will like who knows how far along the developmental path, any of that content was, but to this last point that you raised overwatch two is a sequel. That's currently trying to be a prequel. Yeah, it, it's you know it it also I felt the same about the little anime thing the Genesis like it's nice and we always waited for it and now it feels like um, a missed opportunity and it's like just a little bit too little too late you know you know looking at uh, I'll use Bungie 
as an example. I mean, whether it be their work on Halo or more recently in Destiny, when it came to storytelling and integrating sort of lore, I think they handled it quite well. The story itself was progressive. I mean, whether the story was good, bad, or indifferent from Destiny 1 into Destiny 2 and the subsequent sort of DLCs that have come out, that's not either here for argument. But what they did is if they had to go and revisit the past, they did so in a way that allowed for it to organically feel part of moving the story forward. So more like a flashback. I feel like there was an opportunity that they could have done here in, in Overwatch where, you know, what we're getting helps what you learn from the past moves things ahead further. And then, you know, advances the story, but it just really feels right now that, yeah, they're giving us all the lore that, you know, they didn't have ready when Overwatch went live which I think is important, but great that you're right. That moment kind of passed us now. Yeah, that, that's a good, good point. I never, I never really thought of that. I mean, I, just taking it for what it was. I, I enjoyed the story parts of invasion, right? I, so Chris, for your information, it starts with a intro cinematic right you get a cinematic setting up what's going on then you know it kind of eases you into the mission you do the mission there's a few like exchanges you know lots of voice lines and stuff throughout um directing your mission you get to the end of the mission and it does full-on go into a cutscene to kind of close things off and that cutscene then directly sets up what is going to be the next mission so the first one is rio de janeiro it sets up hey um, Lucio's whatever pinned down in his hometown and he's sent out a call to Overwatch. Overwatch drops in, you do the mission with Overwatch. And then at the end, I mean, spoilers for anyone who cares, but it's kind of obvious. Um, hey, Lucio, you want to join the team? Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Hey, we got a distress call from Toronto. Let's head there next. That's the basic idea behind the whole first mission. And so now you know, okay, mission two is Toronto. Um, they set up Sojourn. Obviously, we just had the Sojourn cinematic and everything. So that's kind of in the back of our minds. But it also feels like that's something that they should have woven in there as well. Um, and I mean, again, I never really thought of it, but I actually I totally agree with what you're saying. They had an opportunity to weave together a lot of what's already going on and what we already know. And it seems a little bit like they're basically just pretending we don't know any of it they're basically just like yeah that whole all everything with lucio let's just pretend you didn't know let's let's just pretend you had no idea this was happening we're gonna drop you in here um and and yeah it does it does feel a little bit like there were better ways to do this Um, the you know i think the other issue that they're gonna have to deal with and they i don't know if there's ever an ability to reconcile it is you have an intermix of heroes that have a very complex storyline that is very much incomplete. Like we don't know mm-hmm. why the heroes transitioned as they did in the way that they did and evolved. Um, but now you're starting to produce storyline that gives you a hero like Ramatra as being a problem. But hey, I can pick him and well, know, and, and I mean, like that's a little bit of the suspension of disbelief, though, right? Because in any competitive shooter, I mean, you go to Call of Duty. Hey, suddenly I'm playing as the Spetsnaz versus no, the no, but, like it's, but there's there's a Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are distinctly different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when I play Call of Duty and I go through a story, whatever it the might campaign. be, there is a storyline. Mm-hmm. There is a campaign. There's mm-hmm. a story to be told. It's very 
specific. Now, PvP often takes the opposing size that you see throughout the story. It jumbles it together. But it's distinct. It's not trying to live in the two worlds. Right. I mean, Warzone kind of does, well, right, in, in, in a sense. But Warzone is more mercenary than anything yeah. like i just no they I, I do don't know how they, they do it. limit you to the characters that are happening yeah. to be in that situation no but but then when you go to pvp oh yeah every, well that's like, that's well. the problem is that there's there they do like have quips and insults that they toss at each other in the spawn room so <laughs> and I, I mean i would i would probably say that like like i i totally get what you're saying and i think that all comes back to the fact that overwatch one was a pvp game only they didn't want to do lore. It just, they kind of baked it into the yeah. backstory. If Overwatch 1 had launched with an individual campaign, just like Call of Duties do, we would know the story. We would jump over to the PvP mode and we would say, oh, haha, Mercy's commenting on Sigma fighting with her. That's yeah. funny. Because over on the campaign, I remember when XYZ happened. But because we played a whole game for six goddamn years before we got any of that, it feels weird. It does. It, there is a strange <laughs> I, element. The, the whole the whole notion from Jeff, right? When things started to fall fall out, and like people were revealing the plan was the Project Titan, which became Overwatch. There'll be like this mm-hmm. three phase thing of crawl, uh, walk, and run. That it becomes like a uh, FPS, and then the next iteration will become like an RPG, and then like a full blown. Mm-hmm. Uh, MMO. The problem is that the, the FPS component, the crawl, was so good uh, that everybody enjoyed it, and then it became like an esports thing, could, and then Overwatch League came about, and yeah. Could you imagine a world of Overwatch? Like before, I, I, I you know that suspicious uh, suspension of disbelief. Now I can't even imagine it with with Blizzard with the state. But, no, but yeah, that, I, I get what you're that, saying. What, if we get beyond that, like. There is a, a they have created a universe that mm-hmm. provides so many possibilities. Right. But you're right. They and, and they went to crawl and found themselves crawling faster than <laughs> Usain Bolt in the Olympics runs, right? So Yeah. It's is it's a why stand up. It's a chicken uh, a cart before your horse thing, right? Where they thought they were just getting the horse or just getting the cart, and then they somehow wound up with the horse pushing the cart and and then, it, it um, mixed up, right? yeah, and then Bobby Kotick wanted to build Ikea because that cart was pretty fancy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to talk down about something that I have not taken part in. I'm not suggesting it's not a, a good evolution or worth the value, but for me, yeah. I, I have, I have yet to get that compelling reason to spend my money on it when I have so many other alternatives. That's I get, get it at a discount. Well, I mean, if I wait, who knows? Maybe it'll be included for free as like a Twitch drop or a maybe, Prime. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, pass thing. Um, uh, lots of other things came in the patch. Like we saw adjustments to heroes like Diva, for instance. You used to be able to kill her while she was demeching. Uh, can't do that no more. Yeah, now there's a whole 0.4 seconds where you can't do that. But that <laughs> that as much as it might not seem significant mm, i know like me me as like a junk rat yeah. once i saw you demac guess what you're dead bombs, you, bombs, you, have, you don't even have the ability or to even react even in like esports uh scene when you had uh divas demaking like that pro widow from across the map she would boom dink her head and yeah. she's dead because you have that pr- projectile diva and you know that you know trajectory that she's leaving the mech at and now it's it's she's safer 
Yeah. Um, we talked about Arissa earlier. Arissa got a pretty solid buff. Uh, damage mm-hmm. fall off range is further out, uh, and the fortify health bonus has been increased. Hence the uh, the bunker possibilities with the the likes of Alari. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ramatra, yeah, his ultimate. Maybe not as quick as often, um, but his block reduces damage I from hate like everything. Um, where he is before, if you you know hit him with a stuck uh, sticky, it didn't uh, reduce damage on that. Um, I'm trying to think here uh, if there's anything. Bastion got a bunch of changes. Um, Cassidy, the the magnetic grenade, um, has a maximum travel time of 1.5 seconds, which means you can't throw it from spawn to spawn anymore. <laughs> uh, but it's still like you could be around the corner and as long as it's in the air it can track you it's nuts um but yeah i i, I described this patch as like feeling off like everything that i was used to playing just didn't seem right i genuinely wonder if there wasn't an sr reset and i'm now playing with people that are far better than me and i'm not <laughs> gaining the benefit of the wood tier advantage i don't know are you are you feeling like your matches are going better then or worse no not at all worse like oh, i it, it feels like i am playing against people who are significantly better than i am oh, like okay. and i'm not I'm not trying to say i was ever a good player but i felt like i was sort of at the top of whatever sort of tier mm. i happened to be in as low as it might mm, be maybe. and now mm. it feels it feels a whole lot different. Maybe yeah. at the bottom of the tier above you now. You you actually moved up. But if that's the case, like how how significant of a jump right. are these quote unquote tiers? Right? Started at the bottom. Now I'm still here. <laughs> now I'm in a new yeah. tier. Yeah. Um. What else? They added a firing range. A new fire uh, yeah. like target practice oh. thing is kind of nice. Yeah, and then like we'll be getting the the sort of gauntlet down Not the road soon. Um. um we got the hero progression. Oh yeah, I'm which just, is really cool. Everyone starts at zero, regardless yeah, of how many hours. Thousands of game. hours to just gone, <laughs> not gone, but not don't, don't count to this. Don't count for squat. But you know yeah. what does count? When I logged in for the first time in Steam, ping, 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 all the achievements started popping. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got like that. Oh. I'm looking at these and I'm like, oh my goodness, huge res achievement from Mercy when she used to have like the, the, the long five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, five man because she, she right. can uh, res herself. Yeah, um, speaking of Steam, you, you have installed Overwatch 2 yes. on Steam. Is that your new client of choice I'm or was Steam. that just an I experiment? Am. Yeah. Yeah. I still have uh, Battle.net up. And like to me, because I use Battle.net for. Um, Warcraft, Destiny, yeah. Hearthstone. Well, no, Destiny is not you play it a lot, too, right? Um, so, like, I, I don't see the need to transition over to Steam, but the Steam reviews aren't entirely <laughs> kind to Overwatch. <laughs> it, it's interesting because there are also people like, oh, look at that's proof that the game is dead. Yeah, no, it's actually quite the opposite that there are that many people taking the time to go and suggest how horrible it happens to be, though there was someone who dug into many of the reviews and where they are sourced from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is a significant portion coming out of the uh, Chinese region. Would you like me to read a snippet huh. from IGN's article by Wesley Yinpool? Why don't you? All right. This article is titled Overwatch 2 Becomes Worst User-Reviewed Game on Steam Ever. 
even as tens of thousands turn up to play. This is Wesley Yinpool. Overwatch 2 has the ignominious honor of becoming the worst user-reviewed game on Steam ever, although its recent launch on the platform has seen tens of thousands of players. According to Steam 250, which tracks 100 worst Steam games of all time, according to user reviews, Overwatch 2 has a score of just 0.96 based on an approval rating uh, of 10% from 92,028 votes. That's enough for Overwatch 2 to top Steam 250's list, beating the previous number one, uh, and it's some card battle game. So they dig into why this is the case, and they say most of the negative reviews focus on one thing, monetization. Blizzard was heavily criticized when Overwatch 2 launched last year, as it forced its premium predecessor to update to the free-to-play sequel, rendering the original Overwatch unplayable. Since then, Overwatch 2 has endured a number of controversy controversies, including the cancellation of its long-awaited PvE hero mode, the one feature players said that justified the sequel's existence. And then if we jump a little farther down, according to Daniel Ahmad, Director of Research at Insights at Nico Partners, Overwatch 2 is also suffering heavy criticism from Chinese users. In a tweet, Ahmad pointed out, nearly two-thirds of Overwatch 2 Steam user reviews are written in simplified Chinese, with 97% being negative. While Chinese Overwatch fans share the same criticism as those are from the rest of the world, they're also upset at the end of Blizzard's agreement with NetEase for the distribution of Blizzard games in China. This led to widespread shutdown of Blizzard games in January, blah, 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 blah. While players in China can use a VPN to access Overwatch 2 once again, uh, now that it's on the international version of Steam, players report slow logins and poor connections. According to Ahmad, Overwatch fans in China are so upset that they left positive reviews for the card battle game in a bid to keep Overwatch 2 ahead of it in the race <laughs> to the bottom. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> there. There's a lot of of hatred, which we knew, uh, but a lot of it also unwarranted. Um, yeah, but, you know, as someone who really enjoys playing Overwatch and uh, was playing for s- almost a decade now and will continue to play it, I get it. I get yeah. it. You You... You reap what you sow, and well, and, and imagine if you. So another thing that the article gets into: imagine if you had Overwatch taken away, you had let's say thousands of hours into the game, as most of us do, and then suddenly you got access to it again, but you couldn't pull up your old account. You had none of your progress that you previously had. All those hours just completely gone. Right? You would feel burned. And that's yeah. exactly the situation that a lot of these Chinese players are in. They're able to now access the game from Steam, but they've lost everything, right? And for some people, I mean, obviously, like, you know, people are proud of these kind of things, right? So, yeah. I think, you know, it, it, it was inevitable just because of the the feeling about uh, Activision mm-hmm. and, and Blizzard to ascent, uh, to to a sense, but um, you know everything about Overwatch though has had this sort of aura of a negative, even a negativity, even where positives exist. Mm-hmm. And I, I think um, I have I look at like Steam reviews passively. Mm-hmm. Take a look. If I is, is this game that's been out for some time good or not? Let's see where the reviews are and what people yeah. are actually saying. Um, a review bombs that occur within something launching now overwatch a little bit different. I had an opportunity to play it. That to me, I would completely disregard. Yeah. Agreed. Not to suggest I would buy it. Yeah. I, it might give me yeah, a pause if I have doubts, Yeah, but yeah. I'm not, 
to me it's it's it, it's too extreme yeah like, to me the extremes are the where i need to have concern it's just a game that's always under scrutiny by the public and by media and it's like the 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 the, the poster child for problematic you know the publishing behaviors and you guys probably followed a little bit of the noise happening on socials because of Baldur's Gate coming out like a complete oh, yeah. game no issues and and all the that took quite some time to absolutely to be worked and, on and right you know what like Overwatch had some time as well in the works uh, since it was announced and to be honest like outside of the different heroes and and different stuff that was added fundamentally i know it's 5v5 and all that it's still the same freaking mm-hmm. game it's mm-hmm. always been i i bet you if you get you know you put your push back in time your your client goes back in time five years you would not even notice uh like if you're in the game and that's that's just the reality of it so many things just fall uh, fell off or disappeared what we're playing today is in my opinion, still like 85% based on the groundbreaking work that the original team, that most of which, you know, are either gone or doing other stuff now anyways, if we're talking about direction or artists and, and all that stuff. Uh, and now it's just like in co- a continuous like uh, patch up and, and, and maintenance mode. Mm-hmm. And and all those 30 something, well, I don't know how much, how many heroes Overwatch, the original Overwatch launched with, this entire game was developed in like, three years or something like that something miraculous of course by today's standards but you're telling me that it took longer to create these invasion missions than the entire game as it was released uh six mm-hmm. years ago the same stuff that we saw in, in blizzcon 2019 i think it was obviously it has fallen off a cliff um at least public perception had mm-hmm. yeah. and you can always like point to many things that that led to this uh public scoring because overwatch had it all right when it came out and you you how how do you say f around and find out and and they did so continuously for well, years and years I, I don't agree that they were quote unquote effing around i don't think yeah. they realized how great the opportunity was at the time that they possessed it mm. because of those competing priorities internally like you raise a good point like let's look at overwatch today and compare it to overwatch at launch all those years ago it is still by default short one hero the same great game we enjoyed playing Mm -hmm. the problem is we haven't seen it evolve the problem is it's still the same great game we enjoyed playing six seven years ago Right. And we we're beyond, we want more than that now. And, you know, we would probably be satisfied with the old sort of Overwatch one pace. Um, But the difficulty is as an organization, whether right, wrong or different, they started to set expectations for us as a community and then missed them. And now they're saying, well, here are the reasons as to why we can't do what we had promised to do. And they're very valid reasons, but okay, cool. So what you promised us a long time ago, which we had already told you was kind of stale, is actually not going to get as fresh as you had originally suggested. And when you finally give it to us, it's actually quite a bit different. And I think that, unfortunately, is is where they're at. I don't know how they recover mm-hmm. without some drastic alteration of whatever that path might be. But again, I, I enjoy playing it. Like, look at the number of yes. hours I put into this game constantly. It is the game that I fire up to burn time. Mm-hmm. And 
I would describe myself as a casual, despite all the hours I put in. But there's no stickiness if I find another great title, if a new quote-unquote Overwatch, not a killer, but like a new, like, wow, look at this great game, takes my my gaming hours away. Overwatch becomes Destiny, which I I don't even look at anymore. Right. And again, not a bad thing. There's an evolution in the, in the titles that you play. We only have so much time. But anyhow, I mean, it's, I, I just, if you're out here thinking like, oh, I, you know, I was waiting until it was on Steam, but the reviews have scared me off. It's free to play. Install it. I mean, I was going to say that's the thing is like, what's what's the harm if you if you if you are interested and you haven't played it at this point, then <laughs> jump in. And you know what? If you like multiplayer shooters, I almost guarantee you will have a good time. You'll probably play it for at least, I mean, depending on how much you play games, but like a and couple months, right? And who, you'll enjoy it. Who at this point more. did not play Overwatch yet? Yeah. Like they're well, trying to obviously bring in like players I, who dropped off before. I, I think that's that's it. I think it is advancing those who have Steam and may have tuned out, like never really been all that interested. And now it shows up. I mean, I, I I don't know what that market would be. I don't. I that's they don't share those details with us. You're right, but it's just an evolution. And then there's a part of me that wonders: Is this a Microsoft hint, hint, nudge, nudge suggestion? Uh I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's the Microsoft stuff has to be. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense because they have Xbox app, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think my, Microsoft has had much to do with any Overwatch stuff. I think it probably had an effect on the whole league decision and everything. Um, no, no, I'm not suggesting like Overwatch, but like because other titles are going to be moving over to Steam. Oh, They're being right. available in Steam. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah not just Overwatch. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, I mean, we'll we'll see this game as it continues uh, evolving. The two of you get to tell me all about the story missions you get to play that I don't. I have a, I have a quick and, question. Uh, yeah, Alex, you're given the game us or the oh, invasion, the whole new package, a score out of five. What would you give it? I, I play just the 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 map in Rio, but for now it's like a oh okay, a solid three. Okay. Okay. See, and, and after one mission, that's how you feel. And that's the interesting thing for, for me is, so I played the final mission. Sorry if you can hear my dogs playing with toys with the floor above me. Um, I played the final mission today and, uh, after playing the first, I was positive, probably around there as well. And I think I'm probably about the same, you know, maybe on a, on the positive side of a three, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And it's giving me something that I feel like has been wanted in Overwatch for a long time. But I think you guys also kind of hit the nail on the head in that it feels a little late for it, right? Mm-hmm. We, we should have gotten this four years ago. We, this should have been something that came to Overwatch 1 as a DLC pack as an add-on, as the next evolution. And Which then Overwatch 2... would have bought. Exactly. And then Overwatch 2 becomes a much larger step forward, which is unfortunately yeah. not at all what happened. But anyways, yeah, I, I was just I would, curious. I, and I would have bought the the DLC for Overwatch 2 had it been what we were told it was going to be. Oh, I mean, if, if and, it was, and, and if it was everything moment we that told, got watered yeah. down, it's like, well, you just lost the money. Yeah, yeah. No, not, th- not that the money from, you know, Chris matters, but this feels like the there's a lot of me out there. This feels like the Overwatch 1.5. Yeah, I uh, vision come to fruition 
but it still then feels like we haven't made that jump to Overwatch 2, to a fully-fledged sequel, to, hey, here's something completely new, here's something we've never seen before, right? So, yeah. yeah. Anywho, um, if you've made it this far in the show, I'm curious what your thoughts are. I mean, we haven't had actually a lot of discussion in RSP Cord uh, over Overwatch uh, 2's sort of latest patch, the arrival of Invasion, so I would be uh, curious to see what uh, you all think are you in line with the three of us uh or just one of us or have a completely you know ground shaking opinion that is different share it in our discord discord.io slash ready set poem but we are here at the end of a, in a show it's uh longer than i had imagined it would be as they always happen to be mm-hmm. uh we'll be getting back into the swing of things next week ish uh, as we will be uh, fast approaching the return of uh, Overwatch League action. Uh, but in the absence of that, you can go to our broken website at readysetpone.com to see how messed up it happens to be. But the widget with our back catalog works. So listen to all the shows that you'd like to. Um, yeah. It's it. Uh, what final words of wisdom do you all have this week? I just want to welcome the newest uh, addition to the Overwatch team, Lucio. Welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you on board. Long-awaited hero. To, right, right. All right. Team really, Overwatch. Yeah. Kick it up a notch. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah. Um, I thought I would uh, play a quick little game here. I've got a couple of quotes from Overwatch here, and I want to see mm-hmm. if you guys can guess the character that says them. Are you ready? Okay. Ready for the first one? This this one this one should be this will ease us in here. The outcome is Reinhardt. preordained. Well, no, that's not Reinhardt. No, definitely not. That's uh, uh, that's Zen. Zen. There you go. Yeah, you guys got it. Ding, ding, ding. One out of three. All right, I'll give you three. All right, the next one. This is going to amp things up a little bit here. <laughs> I will not falter. This is Genji. when this character is respawning, and you're right. It is Genji. Yeah, uh, I was going to say Hanzo. But... Yeah, no, that would have been a good guess. Would have been a good guess. All right, all right. I play him a lot recently, so... So right now, it seems like Alex is in the lead here. So, Chris, you could either tie it up or Alex could take it. The next one. Let's see. Let me, let me find a good one here. Uh, oh, I had it, but I lost it. Here we go. Do your worst. Doomfist? No. I'm going to say Anna. We were looking for Ramatra. That was a Ramatra uh, quote when he is blocking. I- I have I have yet to play Ramatra. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You never jumping into Mystery Heroes? Uh, I actually did a few weeks ago uh, with my brother and his friends. Uh, didn't get Ramatra, but uh, no, I'm I'm I don't like Mystery Heroes five v five. Really? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's it it just doesn't feel interesting right at all right. to me. Like again, it, it's so different. Like uh, the number of times where in Mystery Heroes um, they'll get you know double tank mm-hmm. yeah. complementary oh, yeah. tanks yeah. and support like there's there isn't even a means to throw yourself at the wall to get that one pick like it, it whereas with 6v6 the odds were better right 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 yeah you know what felt weird playing assault maps on uh 5v5 i remember we discussed this i just want to go back to them and they had a mode in the arcade assault yeah, maps did. and you could play that it felt so strange even like the um, the way it's rendered in the Oh really? New engine felt a little bit weird, but it was fun, mm, nostalgic. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, I was talking about uh, you know 
finding myself in a, a different tier earlier. Um, but uh, I do have a, a question for the two of you. Uh, why are garbage collectors often the best gaming teammates? They're so used to carrying trash. I was just about to say, it's something about carrying. It's something about picking up garbage. Oh, that's good. That's good. Was, uh, uh, any implication is I'm I'm the trash. Let's be honest. I'm... I was I was going to say something now. about carrying you, something about picking you up. I was so close. I was just it was almost there. Yeah. Well, we are done for the week. We'll be back again next. Uh, check us out at ReadySetPwn.com. Join our Discord, discord.io slash ReadySetPwn, or go to that website that Elon Musk owns where you can find us at ReadySetPwn. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast, and myself, Chris at Lightforce, catchphrase. <laughs>